Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are talking about how to communicate effectively in a one-to-one -one situation. So first of all, why would we be communicating in a one-to-one -one situation? Well, several reasons why. Uh, one, you're trying to ethically influence someone to change. So I was specific in those words, ethically influence, not manipulate. Uh, somebody to change. So it could be you're trying to uh, get your teenager to do chores. Ha, I've got three. I know how that works. Uh, you might be trying to get an employee to do something. Uh, you could be trying to get your significant other to do something. Um, you could also be supporting them and encouraging them maybe in their growth process. Um, you could also in a one-to-one -one situation try to be making a sale. Right. So uh, I, I'm a business owner and I've learned a lot about the sales process in the last 10 years, for sure. I, and communication is absolutely key in that sales process. Everything from, you know, when you first meet that person to when you're having a discovery meeting to try to figure out how am I going to serve you best to, you know, putting in a proposal and then uh, going out and serving. Right. So it's not uh, the communication doesn't start once the proposal is accepted. It starts way back to when you even meet that person. OK, so again, ethically influencing someone. So there's three points that I really want to talk about here. Um, the first one is that communicating effectively one to one is all about the other person. OK, it's not about you. It's all about the other person. So John Maxwell does a teaching. He talks, uh, he says that there are three questions every person is asking you about you whenever they see you. So this, again, could mean you meet somebody at a networking, um, you know, event. This person is going to ask you those three questions. You ask these three questions subconsciously of me when I began this video. So the three questions are, do you care about me? Can you help me? And do I trust you? Can I trust you? So the care question is, are we being real here? Are we being real and genuine and authentic people? Do you really care about me as a person? So that might mean, you know, just listening to someone talk uh, for a few minutes. It could be, you know, maybe with one of your children, uh, maybe if their love language is touched that you just put your hand on their shoulder while they're talking, but you're showing some sense of care, right? Um, can you help me? Do you have the qualifications? Do you have the experience to be able to help me? So let me just say this. First of all, yes, I do care about you. I really care about you. Otherwise, I wouldn't spend a whole month with you, right? Um, I do have the qualifications and experience. Uh, I, I'm a, a master coach, trainer, and speaker. I have been uh, certified with John Maxwell. I've actually traveled to several different countries with John Maxwell doing uh, leadership training on communication, relationship building, specifically within the education environment. Uh, so yeah, I, I know a thing or two, all right? And then the third question, can I trust you? Um, so this is really about are you going to do something that is going to hurt me? Is there safety here, right? Um, is there psychological and emotional safety in this environment? Is this a safe spot? So let me just say this to you, that my goal for this whole entire conference is for you to know more about you in a loving and safe way and say, hmm, how can I go to the next level? 
That's the whole intention of this conference. So please don't uh, take yourself down the alley of blame, shame, and guilt because it doesn't help anyone, okay? So as you're learning and growing, please know uh, your job is just to go to the next step. That's it, okay? So know that everybody that you interact with is asking those three questions silently, most likely unconsciously. So uh, do you care for me? Can you help me? Can I trust you? All right. So you want to, in some way, answer those questions for them. So coming at it with the um, uh, intent of knowing what their value is, what they think is important, answers those three questions. So, for example, when I'm in a networking uh, event, uh, I always want to be the, the person who talks first. Here's why. This is what I'll do. Uh, come come up, kind of, you know, shake hands or elbow bump, whatever you feel right with in, in Corona times, right? Uh, so come to that person and say, hey, my name is Michelle. What keeps you busy? Now that throws people off a little bit, you see, because the first question you usually ask in a networking event is, what do you do? Well, everybody gives me their elevator pitch and I'm like, yeah, that's not really what you do, right? And if we're being real and genuine and I ask a question, what keeps you busy? Boom, makes that person think. And guess what? When they answer the question, it's usually going to be something that um, is, a, is really high. <laughs> so, for example, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm finishing going to school and, and it's really busy at this time of year. Awesome, I can celebrate with you genuinely, right? Or most likely it's going to be something that's really low, such as a problem, issue, or challenge. That's awesome because I deal in problems, issues, and challenges. So now, because I know what's important to you, I know what a value is to you, now I can tailor what I do to what you need. Uh, I'll give you an example. One day I was at a networking event. I went through this process. I said, hey, what keeps you busy? And this guy um, is a technical engineer of some sort. And he said, listen, I've got a sales team and I've got a service team. Oh my gosh, they're driving me nuts. They're all great at what they do, but they do not know how to interact with one another. And I find myself, you know, just being the referee all the time. I said, oh yeah, I totally understand that. And he said, well, what about you? What, what, what do you do? And I said, oh, uh, well, coincidentally, you know how you have people on the team who have very different personalities and skill levels and, and they're great at what they do, but they don't know how to work together as a team? I said, actually, that's what I help with. Oh my gosh, right? So it's not only, um, you know, do I know what's of, of importance to you? I don't have to give you my whole portfolio and the whole website for you to know all of the things I do. I just need to give you that one thing, right? And it's a very authentic, genuine, good human kind of way, okay? Um, you know, when you're, when you're working with other people, let's say you're trying to coach an employee or coach a child, right? Um, you want to be able to meet the metrics, but also help them get a win. So understanding what's important to that particular employee and how helping them get their win and helping you get your win, that that's huge. So instead of coming to the conversation and saying, hey, listen, you know, you gotta do X, Y, and Z. I just need you to do that. Sitting back, having a conversation with somebody and saying, what's going on? What's working well for you right now? What's not working well for you right now? And then saying, how can I help you win and how can you help me win? That is an excellent way to have a coaching conversation that leads to a result, okay? 
So the first point is it's all communication one-to-one -one is all about the other person. It's not about what you need. It's not about what you want to a degree. 80% is about the other person. All right. Now, when you're communicating one-to-one -one with another person, it goes beyond your words. This is really, really important. Okay. 97% of our communication is non-verbal. Okay non-verbal so it, it's not only the gestures that you're using right so do you have a smile on your face are you using your hands um, it's also the tone of your voice um, but it's it's also the energy that you bring to the interaction so you can tell the difference if you've ever been in a networking um, conversation you can tell the difference if this person is here because they have to be here or if this person is here because they genuinely want to get to know other people you can feel that, right? You can feel it if uh, your boss comes to you and really wants to know what's going on with you and, and says, hey, you know, how's it going here? What's going on? You can tell if he really wants to know that or if he's kind of buttering up the conversation so he can drop the hammer and tell you, oh, you need to be doing this. Okay? So think about that. Most of the time when I'm working with clients and they're talking about presentations and things like that, they are really, really concerned about the words that they're going to use. Listen, it's more about how are you going to make that person feel? How are you going to make that person think, right? It's less about the words you use and more about the energy that you're bringing to the conversation. Uh, people pay attention to your eyes, your hands, your mouth. This is really good because when you're in a one-to-one -one conversation, uh, I'll give a great example. I was coaching a, a very high-level um, CEO, has 5,000 employees under him, a uh, dear friend of mine, and he's given me permission to share this, just not his name. And he um, one day was just really, really uh, very stressed. And, and I was like, wow, this is unusual. And I said, hey, man, you know, what, what's going on? And he really couldn't put his finger on it. And we couldn't verbally get to that place of no stress. So one of the things that I did, knowing that subconsciously we tend to uh, mirror or match another person, uh, I wanted to share with him uh, a way to breathe in a different fashion because I was concerned he was actually going to hyperventilate. So one thing that I did was, uh, instead of breathing like him, which would be mirroring, um, what I did was I actually breathed deeply so i was i was modeling physically how i wanted to breathe and then with my finger on the table i was tapping at a at a slow rate now i was not doing anything with my voice at this time but just the modeling for this person of calming your breathing and setting a slow tone for him was enough to communicate to his subconscious to kind of Ooh, calm down a little, okay? I also do this when I'm networking, especially when I'm meeting somebody for the first time. I pay attention to how fast do they talk. If they're a fast talker, I try to speed up my own voice. I'm not typically a fast talker. I would prefer to talk a little slower, but if I'm talking to someone who's fast, I typically will speak a little faster. Also, the opposite is true. If someone is, if their tone is a little higher, maybe I'll try to take my voice a little higher or lower. Uh, and again, we're doing this for ethical influence, not manipulation, 
but it's a way to show the person we are like each other. We are alike. Okay. Now we don't do that forever. So one of the worst things that you could do is meet somebody and model their accent or their dialect. Please don't do that. Okay. Because that's not your accent and that's not your dialect. However, you can model tone, you can model speed, you can actually model your hands. So if the person uses their hands a lot, you can do that as well to show them that we are alike. One of the tools that I use is uh, if someone does a lot of crossing their arms and I want them to share something, I might start talking with my arms crossed and I will uncross my arms and put them to the side as I'm talking. That communicates subconsciously to that other person, open up. Okay, so there's a lot of other really cool uh, Jedi mind tricks, so to speak. But ultimately what you're trying to do is realize that communication goes way beyond your words. So stop focusing more on the words and ask yourself, what energy am I bringing to this? For example, I do a lot of coaching around job interviews. Uh, typically I have folks who are just in, in all kinds of different transitions. And most people worry about what's on your resume and how are you going to answer all of those silly questions, right? I teach my coaching clients how to think about the energy management, okay? So for example, how do you prepare your energy before you walk into that room? Um, who do you want to be? What kind of energy do you want to be bringing when you're there? What, what about after? And then we talk a little bit about the questions that you might ask in your interview, not only so that you can show them that you're going to be a good employee, but so that you can get the information you need to see if this is really a good fit for you. Okay, so I know it's a little bit different than what you're, you normally hear, but communication goes beyond words, especially when you're one to one. It really does make a difference. All right, so the third point uh, with the one to one is that anybody can learn it. Um, listen. You have to be interested in that person, okay? Um, if you're not interested in that person, you've got to get interested. If you're not interested in people in general, that's where you need to start, okay? Um, if you don't know them, you want to get to know them quickly. So asking a lot of questions is really helpful. For example, if you're in the sales process, I have all kinds of questions I ask, such as, you know, hey, if you were to give a gift to, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to do a training thing, okay, if you were to give a gift to your employees, what would that gift be? Uh, if you have a problem or a challenge going on, what, what, what is it and how can I help? Um, so getting used to those really open-ended questions will, will help you to gain more data from them and you'll get to know them very quickly. Also, please, 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 you want to work on this one where you're valuing the person, okay? So you want to value the person over the goal. So if you're in a sales process, the person comes first before the sale. I don't care how many sales you need to meet or how much money you need to make, the person always comes first. You need to value the person over the process. So you might have a, a, um, a process. I was talking to uh, a, I was talking to a company that I've worked with. I've been their customer for a while and their customer service was uh, definitely valuing the process over me as the person. And I can tell you this right now, even though I've dealt with them for the last seven months, they will no longer be my provider in this area. Okay, because they value their process over me as a person. 
Okay. And then you, you know, you need to just make sure that, that your goals aren't getting in the way of someone else's. So for example, if you're a leader, um, or you're a manager, supervisor, and make sure that you're having a win, win, win. So a win for you, a win for your employee and a win for your organization, really search for that. So if you don't know what that means, that's an area that you can grow in. Okay. Find the win, win, win. All right. So your homework uh, this week in the area of communicating one-to-one, a -one, uh, great activity for you is for each one of those one-to-one -one interactions, and you can do this in, in your professional or your personal life, ask yourself, what do I know about them? Okay. Obviously, if you've know, known somebody for a really long time, that's a long list, right? Um, but what do they value? What do they think is important in life? What do they hold dear in their life, right? What's their passion? Um, what's their personality style? Okay, what do you know about them? And then, uh, you know, one of the things that you can do is you can remember a time where you felt peace, joy, fun, something really, really good, okay? So one of the things that you can do in order to get in touch with that energy, um, to bring a really good energy to these one-to-one -one interactions is ask yourself, when did you feel that peace, love, joy, passion, the really good feelings, right? And close your eyes and ask yourself, where in, in your body is that feeling located? Okay, is it in your chest? Sometimes people will say their belly, sometimes their head. Where is it located? And imagine a one-to-one -one interaction coming up. Maybe you've got a networking uh, interaction. Maybe you've got a sales process coming up. Maybe you've got to talk to your boss. So get in touch with that feeling in your body. Imagine this one-to-one -one connection while you're feeling that feeling, okay? So imagine what that conversation is going to be like while you feel that feeling. And then afterwards, come back. After you have that conversation, do what I call an interaction debrief. So you go through it and you say, okay, how did I feel beforehand? How did I feel during? How did I feel after? And how did that interaction go maybe differently? Could be better, could be worse, I don't know. Differently, how was it compared to other interactions? So if you have a difficult time, let's say networking, uh, when you do this energy management activity, did it help? Do you feel better? Did you have a better result when you were, you were chatting with somebody, okay? Just get really curious about your one-to-one -one interactions. All right. Hey, I hope this was helpful. Please go out and practice this because again, anybody can learn it, but you've got to put in the practice time. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy.